0: Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we look at a topic of interest to you, the working bass player... And we dissect it, take it apart, and look at it from a few different angles and hopefully use our experience and use what we've learned from uh, fellow listeners and from the world of bass playing to help elevate your gigs and gear. Uh, You can find us on practicalbass.com on the web, and we would love to hear from you, our listeners. The thing that makes this all worthwhile is the feedback and the connection that we have with you. So we hope you will feel free to drop by the website and drop us a line. Let us know uh, what you like. If you have suggestions for topics or things that you'd like to hear about, uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. You can also find us on social media. Look for Practical Base on Facebook. You can also find us on Google+, on Twitter, even on Instagram. And we'd love to see... You know, pictures of your gear, your rig, your bass rigs. Uh, we're definitely into that. Love to hear from our listeners in in any way, shape, or form. Um, Dave and I look at all the inputs that come in that way, and uh, and we really enjoy having that relationship with you guys. If you are uh, if you are a podcast fan, you'll be happy to know that it's easy to subscribe to Practical Bass as easy as with any podcast. Simply call it the Podcasts app on your iPhone or your iPod, if you have one of those. Um, you can look at iTunes on your Mac computer. You can use Google Play Music on most devices, including Android phones. Uh, you can also use Stitcher Radio on any platform. Simply search for Practical Base, and when our black and white logo comes up, use the subscribe link to subscribe to the podcast, and that will get a new episode delivered to you every week with the latest topics that uh that dave and i have been pondering on and this week we've been pondering on a very hot topic dave very hot yeah that was that was the segue very hot it's up to you now it's all up to you i'll take it i'll (laughs) take the ball we're, I just
1: dropped it. We're let trained. Me, let me <laughs> let me pick up the ball.
0: We're trained professionals here, ladies and gentlemen. The, uh, you are in the hands of professionals. I've got it. No, I I picked
1: up the ball. You I did. have it now. It's a it's a it's a hot potato. We um yeah, I think as as a as we close in for the uh the summertime, what better time than to talk about the outdoor gig? Yeah. Now that things are cooling off. Now let's that, talk about the hot yeah, summer. Gig. As, as, as we enter into fall, <laughs> let's let's <laughs> reflect. This is more of a ref, a reflection. It is
0: now. It is. I mean, you know, I think it it takes it kind of takes one of those, you know, a good <laughs> a good steamy summer to kind of make you think about yeah. what the outdoor gig, you know, really means. Like, what what do you do for that? Right. Right. Um, so, in terms of things that you do differently for a gig, an Mm -hmm. outdoor gig, you know, are there, I don't know, are there differences in like the rig that you use or, I mean, how, how do you approach that from an equipment standpoint?
1: Sure. I mean, I think, you know, just like any other venue that we play at, we pack a little bit differently, but what, when it comes to the outdoor side, I think there, there are certainly a couple of key things. I mean, for me, it's, it's a lot of accessories. Like it gets it gets accessory yeah. heavy. Yeah. Right? I start to think about the length of the cables because mm-hmm. you're outside. Yeah. So you always have to think that there's, you know, a power source that's further. Right. Maybe a PA that's going to be further.
0: And sometimes uh, the stages, I mean, the stages tend to be a little bigger outside too, right? Right. Like you're not crammed into a corner in some bar or something like that. It's a- uh,
1: Right. Sometimes you know, you're just on like flat, land right like just outside in some like you know corporate event that's got whatever like you're just in this part of the yard and then there's like (laughs) these are these corporate events
0: like guys with bows and arrows like yes
1: yeah very much
0: trust sessions (laughs) they're like falling backwards off ladders (laughs) while you play
1: (laughs) yes Those are the ones we play at. Yes, you're right. <laughs> did you go to one of those?
0: I did not. I would have been scarred for a life if I did that. I'd <laughs> fall backwards and they'd be like, he's heavy. We're not going to catch him. And yeah, I'd die.
1: I mean, you know, I'm not going to say, like, I've definitely played some, you know, vineyards where they're just like, this is your spot that you play at. And it's just flat land, heat. And a lot of land. It's right? like an area.
0: Here's your it's area. It's
1: an area. This is your spot. They mark it off with like duct tape. That's where <laughs> you play. Um, yes, I mean, but in general, you know, I'm gonna think about powers, cords, all of that, where things are gonna sit. Um, you know, certainly, you know, there's small pieces, right? Like uh the the windscreen for the mic is critical. Oh, yeah. Like it's part of my outdoor rig. Yeah. Cause that'll that'll burn you if if you're singing right, um, having that like
0: whoosh, that that like boomy whoosh that goes yeah. through the PA is to, so awesome, right? Great to add for the speakers too.
1: to add to the boominess of my voice, yeah, right. It's perfect. I've got um, you know, the fan is critical. Yeah, don't underestimate the fan and the extension cord that goes to the fan.
0: Oh, you know what's sad? I forgot. I just did a gig this. Last Saturday, Mm -hmm. I did a gig outdoors, you know, it was like um, 5 to 8 p.m. And so, you know, it was still pretty warm. Like, there was all the setup, of course, which happened at the height of the afternoon, right? From about 2.30 to 4.30 or 4. Right. Like, we're setting up. Oh, it's, yeah, and it settles in. Yeah. And then, you know, and then playing the gig, you're already like a big ball of sweat. I completely forgot to bring my fan. And I have like one of those like a shop vac kind of fan, sure. you know the kind that you like you can angle different ways and it's yep. made to like cool or dry paint or whatever and yeah and it's like made out of this heavy heavy duty plastic great for traveling but anyway i forgot it and so yeah yeah no breeze for me yeah i use
1: one that's called the hawaiian breeze yeah it's literally a hawaiian i mean i've never been to hawaii but as as what i would imagine is a hawaiian breeze because <laughs> it says it mostly And it has like the tilt, you know, it's really small and metal. It's got like the vintage look to it, like that sort of vintagey thing. But it is a monster and it's great. And I've kicked it. I've knocked it over. Yeah. And I just put it like right under me. That's it. I just want the upward, you know.
0: And it really works when you're using, like when you're rocking the Marilyn Monroe seven year itch dress too.
1: Sometimes, you know, for that gig.
0: You got to make an impact.
1: You do. You have to get in roll. <laughs> Don't just be a bassist, be enroll. Right. Right. Um Yeah. Towel, you know, all those kind of odds and ends. Um, I also because you know I travel somewhat light, I have oh, to yeah. like think about like making sure that, you know, I've got an amp stand
0: if, if listeners have not picked up on this, like if you haven't listened to a, a bunch of these episodes and you know, we hope you guys do like go crash the back archives of practical base, you're going to find out that Dave is like a master of traveling light. Like that's his mantra is like minimalism, like not as a, an, a like it's not an affect. Like you just have a yeah you know, affinity to do that. So like, it's an obsession having and to, bring, to a fault for to better bring, or for worse. <laughs> So I happen to bring more things for the summer. Gig. That's, it's got to kill you. This, it like really one, hurts. One gig at a time. It like sucks a little piece of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, this is a two trip gig. Like the really? princess bride. Like I've just, I've just sucked away one year of your life. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I How do, does that yeah. feel? Cause then I need to bring like the amp stand that like raises it. Cause you don't want it on the ground yeah. or wherever it's at. Um, But yeah, I think in general, like I'm just thinking about how like, with my sound, it need the air needs to be pushed out, right? Because yeah. you're in the middle of open space, yeah. um, and that yeah. can be a real challenge. Yeah.
0: yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of my deal with the outdoor gig. How what's your experience look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, I I cannot agree strongly enough <laughs> with the <laughs> the idea of like you know have your fan and your towel like you know you have your hot weather like right. here's your hot weather like survival kit right um and you know like i said i did this gig and for whatever reason i just i spaced and i left those things and you know and it was miserable not being able to just like you know towel off or whatever and you know it, it's just one of those things like just those little things that can yeah help you kind of stay on top of the rough part of the gig so that you can really concentrate instead on the good part of it. That's right. And, and not having those really, I mean, it, for me, it made a difference I mean, the gig went well, but like I was thinking the whole time, ah, it's going to be like 15% better. Yeah.
1: Well, because the difference between like luxury and not luxury is like a fan and a towel and a bottle of water. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Bring the fan and the towel and the bottle of water and then yeah. you've
0: got luxury. If you could just have those things, everything would be great. Right. So yeah, I mean what you know, those absolutely, I think those are are, are important. And you know, for for me, I also like I usually also address it by taking um, a bigger rig, you know. Again, yeah, this kind of flies in the face of the travel light thing, but sure. you know, you're outside, you've gotta the problem is outside you know, just from a sound perspective, if yeah. you know, the listeners can picture this, you know, bass frequencies um, get accentuated in smaller spaces, right? They mm-hmm. they collect, the those frequencies collect in corners, right? And bounce off walls. Right. That's what accentuates those frequencies. And that's why you have to be careful when you're in a small venue to you know, not to over crank it, right? Not to right. crank your bass up too much because you're going to force everyone else to get in a volume war, right? Right. As much as say a drummer uh, who is not holding back at all. Um, so you have to be careful of that. But outdoors, mm-hmm. it's literally the exact opposite. Like those bass frequencies, yeah. there's nothing for them to bounce off. So they just, they basically float away. And so, yeah. um, you know, if you really want to have some oomph, there's only two ways to do it. And one way is through the PA. Right. right. And then the other way is with your your base rig. Right. And the rig that you bring on the stage is really not going to carry out to a whole audience in most cases. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what people are carrying out there, but I imagine if, if you really wanted to carry out with your rig on stage, that rig would be huge. Like there'd yeah. be no room for anybody else. right? So right. it's mainly for being able to feel myself on the stage. You know what I mean? Like feel some heaviness, some weight to the base. Um, That's why I bring the bigger, and the bigger rig for me, it's not a big deal. It's like, you know, I normally have a two by 10 cabinet and an, and a amp that I bring for just about any gig that's in a smaller, medium venue. If I'm outside, I add like right away, I add a 15 to the bottom of it and Right. You know, and and crank it up past where I normally would for a, a normal yep. gig. And it's done a fabulous job. Yeah. Of of keeping up. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the mark based stuff, that's what I have. Yep. So I've got, you know, uh fifteen and then I've got the two by ten and then the their tube, their eight hundred watt tube yep. amp. And it's phenomenal. I mean it's it it, it definitely kicks butt on stage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and, and this is probably something that's going to make you cringe, but sometimes like uh, for me, I'll be at a, I'll be at a gig where there, there is no, like there is no sound, right? It's a, it's a, a vineyard or whatever it is. Like it's some venue where yeah, there's no sound guide. There's no PA. The PA is really designed just for vocals. Yeah. Right, like I can't drive my bass through it. It's not designed for that. Yeah.
0: So, so in other words, like you might be working with a band that's got like um the like little like those little stalks, right?
1: Right, like the fisherman stalks or something like that. Right, Right. or even maybe just like twelves that are hanging out there. Yeah, or like
0: a small Fender Passport, or right. You know, like this is like little gig, like a little courtyard or something like that.
1: Right, but but you're still in open air, right? Yeah, and then so then. As a basis, like what I'm challenged with is like, okay, do I put my, like, do I put my rig behind me, which means that everybody on stage is going to get washed out. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm going to crank that bad boy out or do like, I put it to the side of me or in front of me. Oh yeah. And it's like a whole placement thing. Yeah. Like there's,
0: you'd have options like, you know, like putting, put a cabinet out front or something like that. Like, you know that way have some projection that is not yeah. You know, like everyone in the band doesn't have to hear it full on. Right. But you get some of the sound out right. to the audience that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and like it gets a little
1: tricky. You yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. Like you're kind of creating a subwoofer out front more right. or less. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's definitely a way to do it. I mean, I, my personal feeling is outdoor gigs like, you know, just doing sound as a as an independent guy and doing it for bands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, my life changed when I finally had bought up, you know, years ago to like a decent system with you know some subwoofers and the whole deal, right? And having those like yeah. made the biggest difference in running sound like yeah. it allowed me to put to the bass didn't have to get as loud on stage. I could put those subwoofers out front and let them serve the audience. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I personally think that if you're going to have an outdoor venue, you have to have, you you have to have, within reason, like if it's a band band, I I don't mean for like an acoustic guitar player who's playing, you know, classical vineyard, like a small vineyard courtyard.
1: But if the whole band is putting out sound yeah if it's a whole
0: band in my mind you have to you have to have um subs and then some full range speakers and the point of that is not to be loud the depth is what you need to carry right like because again people key in you know we've talked about this in previous episodes people key in on those low frequencies and if they don't hear them the band's going to sound wimpy. Like they might not even think that consciously, Yeah, but they come away with this idea that, uh, you know, it didn't really move me because they're not, they didn't get that. Yeah. They didn't get that feel out of it.
1: I think there was even like uh, somebody that responded to one of our episodes and talked about, um, I think he was West Coast. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he said that in their band, they invested like a serious subwoofer that yeah. like changes life.
0: Yeah, like they basically, yeah, I, I, I wish I could remember his name, but um um uh, he he and it may have been one of the guys who wrote into us I don't want to say a name and then have it be wrong. So yeah. um so our apologies to to the person who wrote in. But um he yeah I, I think the deal was that he basically travels light right by carrying no amp yeah at it was all. A, it was a
1: traveling light episode that was yeah. it yeah yeah Is he, it just he basic basically chords, runs, yep.
0: yeah he runs like his bass through you know whatever director through yeah. effects or whatever and then straight out to the the PA and like he'll get i assume he gets back some through the monitor sure can, like full back on stage and then the rest of it's going out through the PA and yeah. he just lets the sound guy take care of it and that, I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And yeah, if you're going to do that outdoors, I mean, it totally makes sense because then you yeah. can, you know, outdoors, you can have that light, be traveling light. Right. But you're really relying on the PA at that point. So, yeah, in yeah. terms of the outdoor gig, you've got to have, like, the lows have got to be there one way or the other. And you can't yeah. necessarily just get by with, you know, a small, right, you know, a small base rig and just that's hope right. that it's going to. It's going to work for any, but I think for anything, but the most intimate kind right. of outdoor venues. Sure. Another thing to think about is how you deal with your sound, like the quality of your sound, right? Like, I right. mean, my, my approach to this has been, <laughs> I turn it up. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know, not to be like, I don't want to be a Philistine about it or anything, but like, you know, I, yeah, I, I have a sound that I'm pretty happy with. Right, whether it's at a you know a low volume or medium volume or high volume yeah you know, within reason you know I can pretty much just turn up my amp and then I'll you know I I'll, a lot of the times I'm playing active basses and so I will usually be using the EQ on my bass sure yeah to deal with you know slight adjustments to the sound um, but I really just kind of turn up like my EQ yeah. is usually flat on my amp and I'm doing it with the bass. That's, that's just how I roll, I guess. I mean, maybe I might goose the low lows just, just slightly, but you really, when you turn up, you, you generally don't have to do much of that anyway, because of the way the, yeah, the, you know, the, the natural curve of sound, the way our ears hear things, if there's like audio guys out there, they'll know the Fletcher Munson curve. But anyways, it's kind of about that. Like, as you turn it up, the lows kind of become more apparent anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but how do you, how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, I have fun with it. I, and maybe I'm doing it all wrong, but I I enjoy like I start with boosting my lows a little bit. Yeah. Before I boost my volume, I I hit the lows. So I'm like, yeah, it's like uh, this is like my one time where I get, you know, this week that I get to like rock out and like, like, really like yeah.
0: get kind of dirty with it have a huge like you know gut rumbling yeah you know i'll start sound. there
1: i might I might throw in some highs just to like balance it out and then i'll hit the volume if i need to but yeah yeah it's it's a little self-indulgent
0: but you know but it is fun i
1: mean it's, it's outside stuff. it's just like you know it's like uh it's like when you're in grade school and they're like yeah time to go play outside
0: yeah yeah it's
1: that freeness you know <laughs> that liberating like we're outside
0: <laughs> here's my lows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can kind yeah. of you know, let it hang out a bit. I mean, honestly, that, that is one of the nice things about those outdoor stages. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason that like, you know, the Ampeg SVT, like that's what you right. see at all the, right. the festival games, Exactly. A big eight by 10 behemoth. You're never going to cart that into your like average, you know, restaurant bar. Side. Yeah. Like a <laughs> nightclub. <laughs> oh, you'd be crazy to do that in, in most cases, right, but yeah, but you know, there it totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. So are there um are there any other areas to consider when you're uh when you're playing an outdoor show?
0: Yeah. I mean when I think outdoors, I'm always thinking summer, right? Yeah, right. Like my immediate sure. immediate thing that I think about is like the May to September yep. slog. Well, here in Virginia, right? It's gonna be different in other areas of the country. Sure. Here in Virginia, like our our summer, it's basically about May to September or so is where it things really are pretty hot
1: yeah and it's Um, and it's humid as well here and
0: humid yeah i mean there there are worse places for sure in terms of humidity i mean we're we're mid-atlantic and i imagine if you're down in georgia south carolina florida it's you know it's even more so but we definitely get our our fair share of the of the humidity here so you know we've talked about rigs right how you deal with this equipment wise what you bring but we should talk about good habits to be in when you're in an outdoor situation and one of those that's like the easiest thing to fall or run afoul of is um hydration right that's that can be the ruin of any performer who has to work outside you have to stay hydrated and you know really what that means is it's water you know not alcohol and people think oh if i drink a beer and it's a light beer oh it's Basically, water. Well, it isn't. It isn't. You know, the the alcohol does have an effect on you. It's not that the alcohol is going to dehydrate you. That that's kind of an old wives' tale. um I think modern medicine has pretty much disproved that. Like, alcohol is right. not really a diuretic or anything like that. But right. the problem is, the alcohol dulls your ability to recognize other problems that you may be having because you haven't been hydrating enough right and you know you might like say you're gonna forget to put sunscreen on during the set break or you know who knows uh you know some other some other choices that you make may not be good ones right right and that's what you have to watch out for like oh have light beers it kind of Oh, now it doesn't seem like such a bad idea to have a couple shots of bourbon or whatever because you're right. with friends in this outdoor area or you know, whatever the case is. That happens. I I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I I I never touch the stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the biggest lie. I have like eight different bottles of bourbon up in the liquor cabinet. That's my jam. So, but yeah, that's that's the biggest mistake that I see. Yeah people make again and again is just not being hydrated. Now that is one thing we did well at this, the gig where I famously forgot my fan and towel this past weekend. I, I did make darn sure to like, just keep drinking water. Yeah. Like it was going out of style. And, and honestly that act, you know, it kept me going. I mean, I didn't feel bad the next day in any way. And yeah, yeah, I think that helped. And you know it's going to sound dumb but you know just like that stupid song from the 90s or whatever sunscreen like right it it is real it, it's yeah it, that that struggle is real you you got to use the sunscreen yeah you know it's it, the one thing that that happens to me though consistently i've not found a way around this is i guess that you could you know do this with something horrible looking like zinc oxide or something right. but when i use sunscreen or whatever i have to put a little on you know on my forehead and you know face or whatever so i don't right you know turn into a lobster there but um the problem is you know i'll sweat a lot right at a summer gig and what that means is that stuff is it is going to end up in yeah. my eyes at one point and it burns like crazy.
1: So you could use like the the sweatband, like the headband sweatband.
0: Yeah, I've never been a sweatband guy. I, I just, mean, maybe... It would make... Maybe, maybe it's know. time. Maybe it's a feel, new you. I would feel like Arnold and Welcome Back, Cotter. Right. So I'd be like, <laughs> Mr. Cotter! Mr. Cotter! Oh! Oh! I don't know if anybody in listening is old enough
1: to know that, but... I, You know... There's also like another side to I don't know if you've ever there there are gigs that are being played in the in the like the fall like right yeah you know or maybe early spring that are just turning um those like super cold gigs
0: yeah yeah
1: where you could see your breath yeah where you realize like this you, this like, was an event that was planned
0: maybe just on the edge and the weather didn't quite get to where they wanted or like right. oh oh it's like it was great at like 3 in the afternoon but now it's 6:30 yeah the sun's down <laughs> the sun's down and yeah yeah
1: don't don't try those uh speedy baselines then yeah. it just all slows down oh, yeah. so i have a um i use like the cheapo gloves that i cut the tips off of
0: oh good move
1: very like 80s like but yeah that's key keeps the rest of the hand warm yeah hand warmers in the pocket of like a sweatshirt or whatever i'm wearing for the gig you know
0: well and you know what's cool is like you know you only have to do that for one hand like your left hand your fretting hand yeah whatever your fretting hand is for us it's left right um you could wear a a full glove right you 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 know as long as it's kind of a tight Glove, not a like you can't have one like
1: Like a snow glove, a gigantic snow glove, like a ski glove, right? (laughs) It
0: won't work.
1: Unless if you're trying to really deaden the sound. Yeah. yeah. Unless if you're
0: really trying to like but like a neoprene glove or something like that, like that would work. Yeah. I don't know if that would keep your hand warm. It's gotta be better than nothing, though, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, and I think this just goes to the topic of like just dressing appropriately for the gig, right? Just know know what you're gonna do. And if it is a really cold gig, like yeah, you know it's not a bad idea to have like a cup of coffee or like some like something whatever it is to and, like keep yeah. you
0: warm and do what your mom said bring a sweater bring know? a sweater <laughs> cover your head <laughs> cover your
1: head your heat's gonna travel out you're gonna die yeah don't die yeah you know be, be prepared yeah yeah and and definitely i i second the water thing too i mean i never there's some gigs that they give you free like a ton of water right because the venue's concerned about your health right just super cool um it doesn't always happen right i just never you know i always traveled a little like soft cooler with a bunch of water
0: yeah just yeah definitely you know, make that part of your plan um because what you don't want is to have somebody you know suffering from heat exhaustion or sunstroke or something like that,
1: and from, hook a bandmate
0: up if you've got yeah. a twelve or a water. Yeah, man, spread the you're love. Like, you're the guy. Spread the love. Yeah, and and you know, and I think one of the key things about the hydration too is like you can, you know, you it may not seem like that at the time, but even in a cooler gig like a wet, you know, when the it's yeah. not super hot during the height of summer you could still get dehydrated yeah. right? because if you're in a big stage, you might be a little more active or whatever. And, you know, th- again, you know, don't lose sight of the fact it's not just about the temperature, you know, being hydrated is, is, you know, just keeps your body ready to perform.
1: And it's not uncool because you've seen all the coolest musicians drink water on stage. They've always so. water,
0: except for the ones where it's vodka and they just don't tell you. Uh. I, I just undid your point it's the point don't the even water. worry about it that was right the right point the water point
1: the water the right point was what we were getting at <laughs>
0: <laughs> or don't just do
1: the vodka whatever not whatever smart. you know what we're <laughs> take it or leave it that's our advice <laughs> exactly
0: all right well so i hope you guys have enjoyed this um discussion about outdoor gigs um you know this is one of many many topics that we've Covered here on, uh, on Practical Base. This is actually, um, in, as we sit here, this is the 25th episode that we've recorded, although our numbering may be off now because I think we had a number zero and we had a, a two parter just recently, um, just last week. So, um, yeah. So 25 we ish. This is about halfway through a year. We've done a half year of these recordings. And the thing that we love the most is that. Um, you know, people are responding. That we get, um, we get mail. We're getting reactions from bass players who are out there. That is really what makes it all worthwhile. I mean, we we hope that you don't just consider yourself like you know one of a nameless mass of people. Definitely get in touch with us. You can visit our website, um, practicalbass.com. We'd love it if you would subscribe. If there's one thing that you can do that would make us super happy, it would be to subscribe to the podcast. Um, All you have to do is go visit the website um, at practicalbase.com, hit the subscribe link for instructions, and it's really easy. If you've got the podcast's app on your iPhone or your iPod, um, you can use iTunes on your Mac computer. You can use Google Play Music on Android devices or really just about any platform. Also, Stitcher Radio for any platform or any one of a number of other podcasting apps. Just search for Practical Base, and when our logo comes up, hit the subscribe link, and you're going to get a new copy, a fresh episode delivered to you every single week and uh, comes straight from the Warped Minds of friendly neighborhood practical base posts <laughs> so um, I guess from the practical base studios uh, a half year in um, I want to thank you guys and uh, and until next time this is Paul Freel and I'm Dave Guzman. this has been practical base thanks for listening <laughs> this will work with the the endless summer the endless summer of global warming <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we're
1: preparing will, you for the for the for the doomsday
0: what these these will the podcasts will live long past their <laughs> long past their recorded date so the kids of twen- the 2040s and 2050s yeah when they're like,
1: like 30 years <laughs> deep into like outdoor gig playing
0: <laughs> <We'll>, <laughs> you're we'll, gonna rev- we'll have long passed on and been like enjoy your summer to <laughs> the
1: <will> be etchy <laughs> stuff. the
0: endless summer oh god <laughs>